Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back once again. I am officially out of my 14-day isolation. I am free to go nowhere, but it's fine. Nick McVicker joined, as always, through the cup, Garage Door Sports Cup phone by Irfan Manji. How you doing, Irfan? Doing great, bud. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting a little stir-crazy, but I'm good. So two more weeks for sure now. Two more weeks. God, that's upsetting. After being in here for two weeks, it's it's upsetting. Um, and today we have a special guest. We have... The shortstop from the Northwood University baseball team, former OBJ player, Lawson Burnett. Lawson, thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, me and Lawson actually met down in Tampa just before his last game, before everything got shut down. So it's kind of a crazy scenario, but we figured we'd get him on to tell his own story. So um, let's get right into it. We're going to start with our kickoff, and we'll interview Lawson during our kickoff segment. Our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punters in the southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. So Lawson, obviously the last few weeks have been anything short of whirlwind, I think is the wrong word to use. Um, can you walk us through maybe what you've been going through as an NC2A athlete and just an athlete in general during these last three weeks? Yeah, it's definitely been a whirlwind to say the least. Um, we were we started off the season um, in St. Louis, Missouri, played Lindenwood, then we went to Nashville to play Trebekah, Nazarene. Then we went to Kentucky to play uh, a couple schools in Kentucky and Ohio. Then we had our spring trip, which was in Florida, and that's where we met down there. And we played about half the games we were supposed to um, in Florida. And then things just took a complete 360 with the whole the whole uh, worldwide pandemic. And from the SEC shutting down to the Big Ten to a bunch of powerhouse um, baseball schools from Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina basketball, uh, then it was kind of like, when's, when's our turn? When's our conference going to shut down? Uh, then within 24 hours, pretty much every conference shut down. Then obviously the next day, uh, we, we had the day off on the Wednesday. I think it was right around March 12th. And then the whole NCAA pretty much canceled spring sports. Uh, then we finished up one last game. Uh, then we were trying to get a, a flight home from Florida right around the 15th as soon as possible. We didn't want to be in the airport or anything to do with that. Finally, we got a flight home, and uh, then pretty much that night we got back, our coach sent a huge email saying what, what technically has gone on, 
and everything. And there's just so many questions to be answered regarding pretty much eligibility. That's what everyone's main concern right now is uh, as a, as a, as a NCAA athlete, I guess it's eligibility and scholarships and all that. But the main concern is health and safety. And I mean, it's, it's been crazy. There's been so many things going on. You hear, you hear, you hear a different thing every single day, but as I guess as an athlete, all you can do is just continue to, to train and work out and try to kind of stay focused on school and your sport. But there's just so many questions still to be unanswered. And I guess all you can look forward to now is, is the fall and, and next year. It's, it's been crazy. How is your training going during this? Because it's kind of hard to get out to get to the facilities and use all the proper equipment, right? It is. I'm, I'm still at school here in Michigan. Obviously, we're, we're everyone's uh, online now, but... I mean, I'm not going to lie, I have two 20-pound weights in my apartment here, which I try to make the most of, but there's a park right down the road that obviously everyone's trying to practice social distancing, but um, I try to go out there once or once or twice a day and try to get some sprints in and try to get some throwing in with my one buddy, but as far as hitting and taking ground balls, it's next to impossible because there's nowhere really to go. Everything's shut down, and it's it's been tough, but once this all it gets resolved, then I'm sure everyone will get back to work like uh, like they should and like everyone will probably. Fair enough, yeah. Um, so one thing we didn't mention was that you, you are from London, Ontario. You are a Canadian boy playing down in the States. What was your, I guess, upbringing through the Canadian baseball system that helped you get into NC2A? And, I mean, well, I guess JUCO and then NC2A. Yeah, um, I started playing baseball at a really young age, about three or four, and that was my true love. I don't, I don't know really where it came from. I came from a, actually a baseball family. Everyone's played baseball, but no one really played kind of competitively or into college. Everyone just kind of played for fun. And same, same as hockey. Um, I played hockey until about 13 or 14. And then I just decided baseball was the right game for me. And I don't know, I was just much better at it than hockey. And I just had more love for it. So I, I, I quit hockey, I think, around eighth or ninth grade. Uh, then I, I took over baseball 24-7 and all year round in a big facility in London, Ontario called Centerfield Sports. It's run by Adam Stern and Chris Robinson. Both uh, Adam went to Nebraska and ended up playing for the Red Sox for a bit. And then Chris uh, went to University of Illinois and ended up playing for the Padres for a little bit. And I ended up playing for a few few travel teams. Uh, then obviously with Centerfield Sports, they started a travel team called the Green Lake Canadians based out of London, southwestern Ontario. And now it's it's still based based in London, but they have guys all over Ontario. And I played there. Geez, there was a guy from Quebec, a guy from um, Niagara Falls, a guy from Buffalo, New York, and the guys from all over, honestly. And wow. that's what that's when it really took off. And then we started going to showcases as a team or as individuals. They started hosting showcases. And then I ultimately um, I went to Arizona with a couple of guys to represent, uh, it was the Arizona D-backs, like scout team is what it was, and I ended up coming to a junior college, ended up going to actually a couple of junior colleges, uh, then um, ended up going to uh, St. Clair Community College, which is in Michigan right here, uh, then from there, um, that's when kind of it took off for me, I kind of um, started putting up, I asked a few numbers, and I started kind of contacting the right people, having some good coaches down here, and then ultimately I ended up right here at Northwood University. Um, and I couldn't couldn't be happier with where I am right now, and it's uh, it's been a crazy ride, but I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome, man. Um, I guess question for me, Lawson, is uh, 
throughout this experience so far through the States, through Canada's system and everything, is there one baseball player you've met through this experience that has kind of told you, hey, man, this is a great sport. You should continue doing what you love, so on and so forth, or any great uh, athlete that you've met along the way? Um, for sure. Um, I met, I met a lot of, a lot of really, really good baseball players along the way, both Canadian and American, but coaches as well. And I would have to say along the way, it's probably my, my freshman baseball coach, um, freshman and sophomore baseball coach at St. Clair Community College. And I, I played for two different head coaches both years there. And both were, both were great guys. And um, I learned so much both on, on and off the field from them. And truly, they're, they're, they're like father figures to me. And, I mean, they're always a text away, a call away. And I have to say, both those guys, they keep me to both uh, pursuing both baseball, obviously, but also the academic side of things because they're both very smart. And just continue to play the game that you love. And, you know, if you love it, then just, just keep doing it. And I would have to say both those guys for sure. So many, so many other people to, to name, though, but it's just, uh, it's just so many of them. You've had so many of these experiences and going through multiple different schools. Has there any? Has there been any experience, maybe off the field, that really stood out to you uh, as an as an athlete and as a student at all these schools? For sure, I, I think playing college baseball uh, in the U.S. it's it's more than this baseball in school. It's before brotherhood, and it's it's a lot different than high school baseball or travel baseball, to say the least. I mean, you're playing you're playing baseball every single day. You know, you might get one off day a week in the fall. Or, you know, you make it obviously one off day as well, if that, you know, in, in spring when, when you're in season. But, you know, you're going to school together. You're, you're playing baseball the field for, you know, a minimum of two, three-hour practices. You have weights in the morning. You have study halls. You know, you do your homework together. You don't really have time to do anything else other than, you know, that's why I guess you're called, a, you know, a student athlete. You have baseball in school. It's only two things that really matter. And you're with each other so much that you – Obviously, you know, you kind of have to get along, but it's, it's, I think it's the, you know, hanging out at night, it's the weekends, it's going to each other's houses, meeting each other's families, it's, you know, the, the, the road trips to wherever, you know, whatever state you're going to, it's the, you know, the sleepovers and the hotels, it's that kind of stuff is what stands out to me the most is when you look back at it, you know, I only have one, one more year left now of uh, college baseball, and it's, it's all those fun memories that, that all add up and, Obviously, you are there for school and baseball, but it's, you know, it's the memories along the way that, that mean the most. And when I look back in five, ten years, you know, 30 years, you'll, you know, you'll really miss it. And you'll really, really uh, look back and, and think like, wow, I had, I had a blast. And, you know, I, I, I won't trade it for anything. I've, I've had so much fun and, you know, I have one more year to do it. So hopefully we have a lot of fun, a lot of success this upcoming year. Yeah, absolutely. Um. You mentioned that you actually played with someone that we know personally, uh, Royce Ando, or played against him. Um, who was the best player that you played with or against in Ontario that you might want to give a shout out to now? Um, I played with a lot of good guys and a lot of lot, uh, against a lot of good guys in Ontario. Obviously, baseball is huge in Ontario. People don't realize that. And um, I'd have to say though, a guy named Adam Hall. Um, he is from London, Ontario, as well. He is two years younger than me. He's born in 1999, and I played with him. Um, same same organization with him growing up. Uh, then he, um, I played with him for the Great Lake Canadians. I was a senior in high school, and he was a sophomore, and so two years. And that's that's a big difference. You're playing travel ball in high school, and he was probably our best player, if not our best player. 
hands down. And he ended up committing to Texas A&M when he was a sophomore in high school, verbally committed, then officially committed there as a senior, obviously. Uh, then ended up uh, getting drafted by the Orioles in the second round his senior year. Uh, then he has pretty much took off since then, playing the minor leagues and putting up some very good numbers. I would say he's probably the best player I've played with. Uh, then I also played against Josh Naylor, played for the Ontario Blue Jays, and obviously he got drafted by the Marlins in the first round. Now he's with the Padres. He was uh, he got traded, um, I think, straight up for Andrew Kashner about uh, three years ago now. Yeah. I also played against, obviously, uh, Ando, Ando Royce, Royce Ando, and he obviously went to Michigan State. He was arguably one of the best infielders I've ever played with. There's there's so many guys to name, and a lot, a lot of guys obviously here in America too, but um, back home, def- definitely those guys. Nice, nice. I like it. Got to give a shout-out to the Canadian boys. For sure. Oh, yeah. Irfan, um, do you have anything else? Yeah, I do. I got a couple of questions, actually. Um, so we know athletes are superstitious when it comes to pre-game rituals or post-game rituals. Is there one ritual you have to accomplish uh, before game time? I'll be honest. I'm not too superstitious like some guys, but I have the same stretching routine I do every single day to get my arms loose. Um, it's kind of weird, but I'll I'll get my sprints in. I'll get all my leg stuff in. But then when it comes to my arms, I'll do my arm circles. And I have a, I have this probably three four minute um, arm circle kind of arm stretching routine that I do. Um, it's hard to describe over the phone. It's easier to kind of show in person, but um, def- definitely that. Nice. Nothing wrong with having a routine, all right? I know I do. No, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, you, you just it's to get you into your game mode, and that's that's what counts. Exactly. exactly. All right, last question. How excited were you for the MLB season? And what are you looking forward to to watch in the, in the MLB season when it does come back? Um, I would say I was a 10 out of 10 excited, as I am every single year. I can't wait for opening day. I can't wait for spring training. And... I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really excited for this year to get to get under under roll um, because not only it's going to be a shortened season, but I think the games are going to mean that much more. And everyone talks about, you know, 162-game baseball season, how it's too many games. I think, I personally think that if the season gets under roll at some point in, in May, June, maybe even July, that the season down the road, this could be a stepping stone where they're going to shorten the season. That's my theory about that. But... No, I'm with all the stuff on the internet and all the stuff I, you know, I hate reading too in depth some of this stuff. But I'm, I'm really excited because I think every game is going to mean so much. And once they have a date, they're going to start. I, I, I seen a thing about Mike Trout yesterday how he thinks that you know he's ready to go, he's ready to start playing. It's easy for a position player to see that. Oh, for he sure. Said that for these starting pitchers, it's going to take at least another three weeks or a month for them to get ready because they have to work up their pitch limits because obviously opening days are a couple days ago. And with that being said, um, I mean, these pitchers, they, you know, they need 70, 80 to a hundred pitches on, on their pitch count starting now. And as a reliever, it's a bit easier, but they need to get going too. So I, I think the games are going to mean that much more and playoff baseball is going to be that much more intense. So who knows what's going to happen, but it's definitely going to be a good season. There's so many teams that are you know on paper right now you can name off that are going to be contenders. I can name five, five, ten, you know, 15 teams that are going to be very good. They're going to be competitive for the whole season long. Yeah, absolutely. And imagine the how important the beginning of a season is now. Like that, that first stretch of 10, 15 games used to not mean a whole lot. It's going to mean a lot this year. And if you can get hot at the beginning, 
you're dangerous the rest of the year. Well, thank you, Lawson. Uh, we appreciate you you joining us. We're going to keep you on. We want we want to hear your in- input on our uh, greatest sports movies of all time bracket. Um, but that'll do it for our kickoff segment brought to you by Canada Kicking Academy. If you're looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at canadakickingacademy. So, Lawson, we're, we're starting something new today, and we're going to put it all over our social media. So for those of you who follow us, make sure you do vote. We're going to start a greatest sports movies of all time bracket. Now, we're going we're gonna to give it up to you, Lawson. Which one do you want to start with? But we got four sports. Yes, there are other sports. Don't worry. We understand that. We're going to stick to four so we can have a nice four-quadrant bracket. Hockey, baseball, basketball, football. Where would you like to start, Lawson? Also, baseball. Start with baseball. All right. So, tons of great baseball movies. Some not-so-good baseball movies as well. But tons of great baseball movies. What is your number one, Lawson? I have to go with the Sandlot. Sandlot, good one for sure. Why is it your favorite? Um, that was my that was my childhood uh, movie growing up. Obviously, there's a couple of them now, but uh, I mean that was that was the movie that I used to watch on you know when we used to have the little TVs in the in the minivans when we were younger, and that was the movie that I used to watch uh, going to who knows baseball and hockey uh, games growing up, and that was that was the movie that I would. I've probably seen it about 50 times now, and I, I think it's awesome. I think that's the movie that every kid should watch growing up. Absolutely. It's a, it's a classic. I mean, I think we all watched it growing up. Exactly. All right, Irfan, baseball, number one. Uh, It's 42, the 42. Jackie Robinson story. I absolutely loved it. I think I watched it three times in a row when it came on. I'm like, this is fantastic. I just – I love the story. I love the acting. Um. I love what it stood for in the sense that, you know, baseball almost 100 years ago or something wasn't open to people of color. And I liked how Jackie stood up and, and fought them and not fought them in violence, but fought them with his skill and his talent and his kindness. Nice. That's a good one, too. Uh, Kyle did send me his in. He unfortunately could not join us. Um but his top four, and now I'm not really sure what order these are in, so I'm just going to read out the four that he put. He had Major League with uh, Charlie Sheen and all the fun stuff there. Sandlot he had with you, Lawson. Field of Dreams, For the Love of the Game were his four. All great movies. Um, I think my number one is actually Moneyball. Which is a, it's a good one. And it, it actually is breaking down what actually happened behind the scenes, which a lot of people don't understand about what happened with the Oakland A's that season, which... That entire story in and of itself is insane, what what they were able to do and put together, and the fact that it almost worked, I guess, is also pretty crazy. Um, Angels in the Outfield, another great one. There was one more. Oh, what was it? Oh, I'm gonna. This is gonna bug me now. I mean, we we haven't mentioned a League of Their Own as well. Good movie. Um, so lots of great options there. We will put them up. We're going to rank them one to eight. Um, Lawson, thank you for your input. We will definitely have the Sandlot in there uh, somewhere. Um, Irfan, you get next pick. Hockey, ba- basketball, or football, my friend. Um, 
let's do football. Go football. All right. And with football, where are we going to start, Irfan? I'd like to start with The Blind Side. The Blind Side. Nice movie. Oh, that was, a again, another fantastic movie. I thought, again, it's the storyline, um, what it represented. It was, I believe, uh, a mother adopts a young athlete, um, and then he goes through his his um, career, I guess, and you just see how family is your support system and how that athlete makes his way to the pros, and um, definitely one of my top, top favorite movies of all time. Nice. Very, very good. Lawson, anyone any, you want to show out there? Um, I haven't seen many football movies, but I guess... Uh, I guess mine would probably be Remember the Titans. I think that's a really good movie. Got a solid movie. Solid. Movie. I think I think it's a all around very good movie. Honestly, another one too. That's my pick. But I'm not sure if you guys seen uh, All American on Netflix. That's a very good um, series as well. Yeah, I've seen part of it. I haven't seen it all, but yeah, high school football player, really good. Very, very that's good. My pick. Nice. Guys. Well, Kyle had his. He's gonna I'm, he's gonna give away mine, so I'm gonna give it away first. Uh, my number one is We Are Marshall. Unbelievable movie, so impactful the drama. Um, then Kyle had Rudy. He said, "Remember the Titans." He had We Are Marshall, and then he had, actually had two more. He had five. Any given Sunday. Great movie. If you have not seen it, please watch it. And Longest Yard. Now I have to confirm which Longest Yard. Because there are two versions of it. I'm assuming he's talking about the newer one, but I'm not 100% sure. They're both good. A um, couple other movies that we might throw out there. Irfan, you had a pretty good list. So I'm just going to read off a couple that you mentioned. Uh, Invincible. Good movie, for sure. Concussion. Gridiron Gang. Undefeated. Uh, there was another one. Uh, Varsity Blues is also another pretty good one. Uh, underrated football movie, and I'm not really sure if it's necessarily related to football, but uh, Radio, if you've ever seen that one, very, very good movie. Again, very emotional and lots going on in that movie for sure. Um, so we'll have to, or fun, we, you and me are going to have to rank these after, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> I just sent you the list anyway, so got to do it um, Let's flip over. We're going to save basketball because that's that's a fun one. There's so many good basketball movies. Oh. But we're going to go to hockey. And I'll give my number one, which I think a lot of people have the very similar number one as far as the people that I know. Uh, it's Miracle. The movie itself is just so, so well done. And, I mean, the this, this story, if you don't know the story, you need to know the story as a sports fan. <laughs> so please look it up. It's about the uh, American national team winning the Olympics over the vaunted Russian team of all professionals when the Americans were only using amateurs. Great movie, great story. Um, Lawson, what's what's your number one? I'd have to go with uh, Goon. I think that movie's pretty hilarious. It's uh, obviously not too an intense movie like like Miracle, but uh, I think Goon's awesome. I think it's hilarious, and it's uh, very good actors in that movie as well. I have a very fun story related to Goon. You ready for this, boys? Went to see the movie in theaters with my family. And at the end, I'm not going to, not really spoiling anything by saying this. He breaks both his ankles in a fight and stands up on it. And they show like all the x-rays and everything, which is disgusting, by the way. Um, 
leaving the movie theater, I actually passed out. It was the first time I had passed out, and I've been to one movie since. So, fun Jeez. little fun little story, eh? So did you pass out because of the content of the movie, or because like you're in front of a screen? Don't know. Haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, we're just gonna. We're, I'm trying to get back to movies. I love movies, by the way. This is what I spend most of my time doing now that I'm in quarantine. But, um, no, I just it's a fun story. So Goon always has a special place in my head. Whether it's good or bad, I'm not 100 percent sure. But, <laughs> all right, Irfan, you go. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I have, growing up, it was the Mighty Ducks series, like the the three three films. I think they were all great. Uh. When we rank them later, I will rank them with you, uh, Nick. But the one that I have on my list and I haven't seen yet um, because of how many clips I've seen of it is Making Coco, the Grant Fear story. Yeah. Um, it's a documentary, and um, I was watching clips of it last night and went, this is on my list, and I think it, it should be something we should watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great one. Yeah. Um, Kyle's list, he had Miracle. He had The Mighty Ducks. He had Slapshot. And he also had Mystery Alaska. If you've never seen that, very good movie. Very, very good. Um, you had a couple others. One I laughed so hard when I when I saw it because um, I was thinking about putting it in, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, MVP, Most Valuable Primate. Everyone remember that? <laughs> what a movie! What a movie, man. That takes me back. Like, oh. that movie was hilarious as kids. <laughs> Which brings us to basketball, I guess, now. And, um, I mean, going off of the same idea, Air Bud obviously has to be yeah. in the basketball conversation, I think. It has to be in a lot of sports, to be honest. Yeah, but the, the real one was basketball. I'm it, sorry. It was, yeah. You, you can do the football one. You can do whatever. But the real one was basketball. basketball. And so we'll leave it at that. Um, Lawson, you want to give us your number one? That's a tough one, but I'd have to go with probably semi-pro. I think that movie is nice. pretty good in all sorts. Uh, I've seen that movie about ten times, so it's I a good one. It's a good one for sure. Irfan, uh, uh, extensively. Um, you know what? Coach Carter was really good. Uh, Double Team was about two twin sisters that made it to the WNBA, so that was pretty decent. Um, I mean, you said Air Bud, which is great, and then there's a couple of documentaries on my list that. Uh, the Magic and Bird, The Courtship of Rivals is a pretty decent documentary. Clips, um, And then the Celtics, Lakers, Best of Enemies, which shows different clips of the various different um, games that they've played over their history. So yeah. They're up there. There's the Carter effect um, with the story of Vince Carter. Yeah, I'll stop it there. But Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Carter's my number one. But I have a very, very close second, which no one mentioned, not even Kyle, because Kyle's four are Space Jam, Coach Carter, Semi-Pro, and Like Mike. Again, I don't know what order any of his come in. He just sort of sent me four off of each. Um, like Mike, we forgot to talk about. But my second, which is a very, very close second for me behind Coach Carter, is the movie Hoosers. If you've never seen it, it's an incredible story about... Uh, coach going back to a high school 
and taking a team to state championships and all this stuff from this little rinky-dink town in Indiana. Um, great movie. Highly, highly recommend. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that puts together a pretty good list. We're going to put the bracket out later today, Irfan and myself, for sure. Lawson, thank you for your input on this. We really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, is there anything uh, you want to add before we head out, Lawson? Nothing really. Just stay safe and uh, practice social distancing, and hopefully sports get under roll here in the next couple of weeks, especially baseball. Speaking of which, did you guys see that there's a Korean baseball game going on right now? Yes. The, uh, the Giants are playing an inter-squad game, and a bunch of the players are wearing masks. I'm not sure how I feel about it. but I, It's not much social distancing, but... But again, they're, they're at a different point in their pandemic and tracking and protection and stuff. So maybe it's safe for them. Like, uh, I just really don't know. It's not my place to say. So, um, Irfan, anything you want to add, man? No, man. It was a good show, Lawson. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Garage Door Sports. You can go on our website, which has been revamped. Uh, lots of cool articles on there. I, we just posted one this morning, actually, on uh, University of Tampa, J.D. Urso getting to fulfill his dream of playing at University of Tampa for his father. Great story. Lawson, you actually played against that team, so you kind of know what that's about. <laughs> And uh, thank you, as always. Make sure you're staying safe. Wash your hands, please. Desperately, please wash your hands. And uh, make sure you tune in, and we will give you more content all week. So for everyone here at Garage Door Sports, we will see you next time.